WYY Casper, a Town Square media station. With your host, Drew Kirby. Yee-haw! Okay, okay. Holy cow! Yeah, I have your attention, please. Hey, this is Luke Holmes. I am Morgan Wallen. I'm Riley Green. I'm Travis Denning. Hey, I'm Aaron Lewis. Hey, it's Luke Bryan. I'm Tim McGraw. What's up? This is Ian Munsey. Ah, uh, this is Craig Moore. And you're listening to Wyoming Hooking and Hunting Outdoors. My Country 95.5. Hey, thanks for coming in and joining us on this fine day. Of course, you can go over and catch all of our other episodes at the My Country 95.5 mobile app. If you have any questions for Game and Fish, any of our guests, uh, Brian from Rocky Mountain Discount Sports, you can let those uh, come to us also in the My Country 95.5 mobile app. Uh, Rocky Mountain Discount Sports, I always go uh, once a week at least, and go spend some time there and see about what they've got on the shelves. And it uh, looks like the, a lot of ammo is coming in. Now, maybe not so much the the hunting uh, calibers, but I did see a couple of pallets of two, two, three, uh, five, five, six. They've got lots of that, 9 millimeter. Uh, if you come on in and, and check out what they've got, um, you know, again, everybody is dealing with this. Of course, if you're looking for a hunt shot and everything. Uh, Brian can get you hooked up with information, and we'll ask him a little bit later on how it's going when it comes to the shortage of ammo throughout uh, the entire state and country. It's not just right here in Casper. We're dealing with that everywhere, but we'll get to that. We've got a special guest from Hunting with Heroes. His name is Jay Fountain. Jay does a lot of stuff for a lot of folks, especially when it comes to uh, helping out in the outdoors. We'll chat with him and the vet that he recently took on an elk hunt. So it's going to be an action-packed show. Again, if you want to catch up on any of the other uh, episodes we've done, get over and check it out at the My Country 95.5 mobile app. Let's get this show on the road. It's Wyoming hooking and hunting outdoors on My Country 95.5. Wyoming Game and Fish Department, a huge part of this program, and Janet is with us every week, and uh, Janet, we're going to talk fishing this week. Every day I drive over the North Platte River and I see that there may be a boat trickle here or there, but a lot of folks, at least right here in Casper, have kind of laid off the river for a while. But you have a guy with you right now that actually thinks about those fish every day, probably goes to sleep at night and dreams about the fish of the rivers of Wyoming. <laughs> Drew, clearly you have met Jeff before because Jeff <laughs> is one of our fisheries biologists here in the Casper region. Not a bad gig. Hey, Jeff. Now, thanks for coming on the show. Tell us, what have you been up to on the North Platte? Yes, yeah, so for the past three weeks, we've spent nearly every day using a jet boat to go up and down the river, and we use electricity to sample fish out of the river in various sections so we can figure out just how many are in the river and how well they're doing in terms of body condition and catchability. What are you finding? Uh, the sections here in town are actually doing really well. They've seen a really big increase in the number of fish over the past couple of years. And the size structure shows that we've pulled off a couple good year classes, which are contributing to the future of the fishery. So what do you mean by year classes, Jeff? So a year class is basically after the spawn is done and the juvenile fish emerge from the gravel, 
Some of those are not going to make it, and some will. The numbers that recruit to the river are effectively the ones that will go on to live into adulthood and contribute to the population long term. Okay. So every year you see, obviously you can tell they're different ages. And so, mm-hmm. so in the river, what did you find this fall? Uh, the section of river right here in town, kind of near First Street, has somewhere in the vicinity of about 1,400 fish per mile. Wow. So what, what is a blue ribbon trout fishery? What is the, the pounds there? Uh, that would be 600 pounds per mile. And currently we're sitting somewhere in the vicinity of about 1,270. So we've actually taken the blue ribbon status and doubled it. So what you're saying, Jeff, is that's what you're seeing right here in town. That's not even in one of the more quote-unquote popular areas. Yeah, yep, right from the Game and Fish office for the next couple miles towards Mike Lansing Fields. You don't even have to travel outside of town to have a blue ribbon trout fishery. That's correct. And Drew, as you know, kind of coming into Wyoming, you're experiencing learning a lot about the river, and, and you know the importance that this river has, I think, economically and, and kind of across the, the country, the visitors that we have. And so it's pretty good to know that we're, we're sitting in pretty good shape again this year. Absolutely it is. It's so nice to see uh, this stretch where so many people want to come. Now, uh, speaking of that, there are lots of records held in this area. And I noticed that a lot of the dates on the records are from many, many, many years ago. Do you find that maybe because there are more anglers out there that that's keeping those bigger fish out of the record books? Yeah, I'd say that's a, a good way of putting it. The Fish that were caught back in the 60s that were extraordinarily big were probably the one-off kind of unusual fish that didn't get caught for years because there was just nobody fishing a lake. I think the rainbow trout record came from Fremont Lake or something to that effect, which the water is really, really low productivity. So it's effectively like distilled water. It would take decades to grow a fish that size today. But now with a lot of anglers out there, a fish doesn't really live for that long before it would get caught and potentially harvested. So, But the fact that there are some record breakers that are being uh, being taken, there are some of these fish that are a little bit more sly than the others, and they're hiding out a little more, huh? Yeah, and then certain species nowadays are targeted that weren't previously gone after, or they're currently stocked now, but they weren't back in the in the past. And, and Drew, one of the things that you're looking at is you're looking at the Wyoming state fish records. But one of the things that you should also be looking at is the Wyoming Master Angler Program, which is if, if people are getting, you know, a certain size of a certain fish, then they are um, reported as a master angler. And there's different categories within that program. And, and I would certainly encourage anglers to check that out online um, for all of the details. But I think you'll notice true that there's a lot of records or master angler awards that are coming from the North Platte River on these waters that that they're doing the the hard work on all fall. It's always good to talk to Game and Fish and we do appreciate everything that they offer up information wise. Matter of fact, we got a question come up in just a few minutes. Uh, If you would like to ask a question or find out more information about Game and Fish, or any of the things we talked about this morning, you can go over and check out the My Country 95.5 mobile app for all of the details, links, and information. And Janet, Jeff, thank you so much. We'll have the question in just a few minutes. My Country 95.5. You're listening to Wyoming Hooking and Hunting Outdoors. Thanks for tuning in. Of course, if you ever have a question for Game and Fish or any of our guests that we have on this show, 
You can reach out to us at the My Country 95.5 mobile app. Ask your question. We'll get it to Game and Fish or whoever you're asking of, and we'll get that answered. Now, Jeff, you've talked about the fact that you guys are doing work still, even though it's cooled down just a little bit. Um, we've had questions about volunteering to help out, and and does Game and Fish need volunteers or how can people volunteer to help out? Now, I know you guys have limited space on your boats, and there are liabilities for actually going out with Game and Fish, but are there other things that people can do to actually help out to make sure they're doing their part for the conservation? Uh, there's various organizations in town that are working on the health of the river and like the condition of like, the physical river that they can volunteer with. We do cleanup efforts sometimes in the spring that they could volunteer with. There are a limited number of opportunities to come volunteer with the Game and Fish. But in terms of continuing to have like a high-quality fishery, one of the things that I recommend is really making sure you take care of the health and the welfare of the fish if you're catching them and releasing them back into the water without like, you know, taking them home or consuming them. And that includes things like making sure that you don't fight them too long, keeping them in the water for as long as absolutely possible, using crushed barb or barbless hooks so that you're not, you know, just tearing up the mouth of the fish uh, unnecessarily. And if that water temperature comes up over about 68 degrees and you're fishing for trout, you might want to either go to a higher altitude place or just go and do a different activity um, or consider taking home what you catch if it's legal. So definitely just being aware of what you're doing and taking care of things right here in the backyard. Now, this destination is a place that people say for years to be able to come out and spend time on the North Platte River and the surrounding areas. So take care of what we've got. Jeff Blade, fish biologist for Wyoming Game and Fish Department. Thank you so much. And if you have a question, make sure you hit us up on the My Country 95.5 mobile app. You're listening to Wyoming Hooking and Hunting Outdoors, My Country 95.5. Another great show, another great opportunity to talk to Brian over at Rocky Mountain Discount Sports, where, uh, Brian, I got to say that we're already into November, and that means that Christmas is just around the corner, and what a place to go to get stocked up on all your favorite outdoorsman's gifts. Well, yeah, you know, usually Christmas comes around and we're thinking, what do we need for, you know, Christmas time, but, you know, we kind of think, well... Maybe just ice fishing or maybe those trekking poles or the snowshoes, but it's a great time to restock the guy's uh, tackle box. You know, we're starting to get inventory back in, and so all those fishing poles, they might have broke over the, the summer. It's a good time to restock those and put those under the tree. Yeah, you know, and, and when you come here at Rocky Mountain Discount Sports, I mean, you guys aren't lacking... Uh, you may not have a lot of supply of certain things, but you definitely have a full supply of a lot of your, your basic items. And you mentioned fishing poles and fishing gear, uh, and you guys have aisles and aisles of that. We do. I mean, we've got a really good supply of you know all your camping, hunting, and fishing. Uh, ammunition's even starting to roll back in. We're not seeing a lot of the hunting calibers, but I think most of us have gotten through the, the elk, deer, and antelope seasons okay. Uh, we're starting to see some shot shell come in for all the upland bird hunting that's uh, going to be going on through the rest of the winter. So, yeah, it's uh, we, we got plenty of inventory, and it's uh, great to throw some, you know, flicker shads or some Rapalas in a in a stocking at the, you know for Christmas, and just make some good little presents. You know, uh, you mentioned upland birds. You got an opportunity this week to go out and uh, you know taste the waters of of the hunting and, and it really is good here because there's so many options especially right at close to casper 
Yeah, you know, I spend a lot of time out here, Riverbend Roosters, just out by Alcova, and uh, Bob and his family, they, they do a fantastic job out there on the bird farm, and uh, it's uh, multiple different types of terrain that a guy can work on. There was five of us, and we, we all had dogs, and uh, if you don't have a dog, he's got dogs, and uh, you can still hunt without a dog, but uh, I just love watching the dogs work, and uh, it was a great, I mean, it was a beautiful day. I mean, the weather was perfect, you know, and half the time the wind's blowing like madman here in yeah. Casper, and you get out there, <laughs> and it's like, what happened to the wind? <laughs> and it's beautiful out there, so, you know, you, you can't plan your days around the wind, yeah. so the, the bird hunting was fantastic, and uh, yeah, I like to get out there as much as I can. Now, if someone is listening and they haven't ever tried it, they want to try it, what kind of equipment do they need to go? If they're going to go out on their first hunt, what's a good idea to get to before you go? It can be pretty simple, really. I mean, Bob out there is set up where he can, you know, you can rent a shotgun from him. You can buy shells from him. Uh, they've got vests. You know, really a place to put some shells um, and a, an orange hat, and you're you're really good to go. Get you a good pair of boots too. You got to have good shoes out well, there. Well, you know, and depending on the weather, I mean, we could have done it in tennis shoes the other day. But, oh yeah, uh, yeah. I mean, it was it was beautiful, but uh, yeah, a good pair of walking boots. We, I think uh, my little meter said I put on five point three miles. Oh, wow. You know, so we we covered a lot of ground and we hunted for about three and a half four hours. So it's it's a good day to to just get out and enjoy, especially I was just checking out the forecast for the next little while, and I mean, we're pretty set with nice daytime temperatures, maybe some rain here or there, but it, now is a good time to get out there. The best thing to do is just get out. I mean, there's always something to do, and you know, just because the weather's not so great in Casper doesn't mean, you know, it's not good down at Glendo right. or out at Alcova, so. Very good time over here at Rocky Mountain Discount Sports, uh, whether it's waterfowl or upland bird, get in here and check it out, and of course, they have a full line of winter clothing which brian i know we have mentioned that you know it's a pretty nice time right now but eventually it's going to get cold and you guys do have a great outdoor uh section yeah we just got a shipment of muck boots and some bog boots in this week um our, our sock wall and our glove wall is uh already already starting to get hit pretty good but we've got a good selection right now and uh you know better to be plan ahead than uh wait till that next big storm and you can even buy a uh, gift cards here if maybe you just want to do a stocking stuffer like that like, those are all available here they never go to waste yeah absolutely <laughs> <laughs> get out here check it out cy avenue in uh casper at rocky mountain discount sports where you're not going to leave here empty-handed and you'll probably be here for a couple of hours so <laughs> knock off a little time okay <laughs> all right thanks Drew. Wyoming hooking and hunting outdoors on My Country 95.5. Thanks for sticking around here on the program. And if you've heard of Hunting with Heroes, that over 2,000 veterans have benefited from this great organization. We have a chapter here in Wyoming, and there are great outdoorsmen that donate their time and their efforts to help these veterans. And Jay Fountain is one of those guys. Jay runs the Facebook group YO Hunters and Fishermen out of his own pocket. He just he does it to help people and that's why he donated his time to help out hunting with heroes. Now, Jay, how did you and Timothy Madden get hooked up? Well, it it started out uh I went to the benefit that they had on the river um with the hideaway bar and uh, gave him my phone number and told him what I was interested in doing. You mentioned when we talked earlier that it took about a month before you actually got to go on the hunt with Timothy. You said Timothy is a little more mobile than other veterans, but still that caused a little issue. What kind of terrain were you on? A lot of hills and sagebrush and some aspen pockets. and So it wasn't a cakewalk. Like you literally had to 
to put a little effort into to walking, and that almost became a problem. To say the least, it was a brutal, brutal five days. The first five and a half days was just nothing but wind and snow and dense fog up there, and spent five days looking for elk and got some information from some guys down in Rollins of a pretty good spot to go and check, and then uh, and got on them on the, the evening of the fifth day, went back on the sixth and had to cross some pretty rough rough hills on him and what really got his leg aggravated what i love about this story the most is the fact that even though he's in pain and and hurting you encouraged him and and helped him through now what are some highlights about this trip for you just being able to see that country and seeing what another person can see it as just the enjoyment of him looking at what i call as peace even though you were both enjoying this experience was there any frustration starting to set in? About the fourth day, we were pretty discouraged, and that was a, a pretty big deal. He he was thinking about going home, and I said, well, let's let's try this. Let's go somewhere and get some cell phone service, and I'll get in contact with some people and see if they can't give us some pointers of this area because that area was pretty new to me, too. I've deer hunted it, but I've never elk hunted it this late. So after a few days, frustration is setting in, and then all of a sudden, you laid your eyes on elk, and, and then what happened? We saw the elk and then watched it for a few and watched it go under the trees and then said, okay, well, this is what we're going to do. We walked up there and couldn't see it. It was laying down, do some calling, nothing moved. We knew that he didn't leave that area. So I said, okay, well, I'm going to get up and try to walk over here to see if it won't get him up. And as soon as I stood up and took two steps, I saw him laying there. All right, Jay, hang on right there. We're going to bring in Timothy Madden, who is the 22-year veteran. Timothy, how was your experience with Jay on this elk hunt? Well, uh, just to uh, encapsulate my experience out there, um, you know, underneath the banner of hunting with heroes, but underneath the the very capable hands of Jay Fountain and his outfitter outfit, we had a grand time. It was a great week all together. We just met for the first time the day we met to go up on the mountain. He's very generous and uh, opened up his his uh, camper and all those things, and then he opened his bag of tricks for the outdoors, and uh, we were off and running the next morning, basically. And Jay has told us that it got a little frustrating for you guys after a few days. We don't want to hang our hat on the frustration part too much, Drew, but uh, it was frustrating. But the neat thing is Jay was so resourceful. He was so determined to get me on a, an elk. We glanced an area. We had permission to hunt. Eagle Eye Jay spotted this lone elk, and it was about 1,200 yards up the sloping ridge. And so we pursued it, and uh, I was ready to turn back probably two or three times, right, Jay? Yeah, I'd say that. Yeah, I uh, I was frustrated with, uh, you know, I'm a disabled vet, and I can do some of what I used to when I was Jay's age. But, Drew, it was uh, tough for this guy because I'm 67, and it was kind of tough, and I found myself lacking a little confidence. And Jay uh, pulled me through, and we got around the top end of this knoll, and he glassed and found the bull elk, and we closed the gap on it. And, you know, God provided us. I was able to uh, to take this elk down, and he went roughly 12 yards, we think, uh, with the one shot. So, Well, the experience as a whole sounds like it was amazing. Now, do you think military experience and that military mentality and Jay's pushing helped you get through this experience? 
there's a lot of things in my life that uh, help me push beyond that discomfort. So, yeah, my experience in the military paid off. Uh, my experience in Boy Scouts uh, helped out. My experience with uh, hunting with my dad and my older brothers, it all sort of culminated. Jay looked at me and he said, look, we're going up this ridge and we're going to go this way. And that's how we're going to get your elk. And I thought, hmm, I think he might just drag me up there if I don't walk, <laughs> so I'd better do it. So, <laughs> but that's the kind of caliber, uh, the character of Jay that I really uh, discovered in, in a week that we spent together, not knowing each other. And now I feel, um, you know, we just, it was destiny that we were together. We spent that quality time together. And I can truly call him a friend because he did pull me across that last area, Drew, that you're asking about, you know, the determination part. He he uh, came alongside me and pulled me over the finish line, if you will. So I, I'm glad you asked that question. Timothy Madden, 22-year veteran of our uh, military. Thank you so much. Now, Jay, it sounds like you've made quite the impact. Will you do this again with uh, uh, Hunting with Heroes? As long as they'll allow it. Now, if you're a veteran and want to get involved or if you want to volunteer time, money, or resources, we have all of the Hunting with Heroes information and even how you get information on getting in contact and getting help from Jay at Wild Hunters and Fishermen on Facebook. You can get all the information at the My Country 95.5 mobile app. Jay, thank you so much for doing what you do and, and coming on the show. I, I really appreciate it. Awesome. Jay, Timothy, thank you so much. And Jay, thanks you, uh, thank you for everything you do for Hunting with Heroes. Uh, what a great uh, organization that actually will be part of the My Country 95.5 Thankful Thursday starting out in the new year. So we'll get you all that details as we get closer. Don't forget, get over to the My Country 95.5 mobile app, download all of our episodes, and ask questions. Thanks again for tuning in. Wyoming Hooking and Hunting Outdoors with Drew Kirby. If you have a question, want to make a comment, or have an idea for a show topic, message us on the My Country mobile app. Wyoming Hooking and Hunting Outdoors on your radio and on demand 24-7 at the My Country mobile app.